secrets of control. Today we're going to talk about this idea of controlling other people's behavior. Today on the Peace Walker Podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker Podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast, episode 178, The Secrets of Control. Today we're going to be talking about controlling other people's behavior. How do we do that verbally, physically, emotionally, socially? And uh, it's an interesting topic, especially right now, because it's the holiday season. I don't know when you're listening to this, but today is Wednesday, November 22nd. It's 2023. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And before I go any further, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for being part of my community in some way. Whether it's just you listen to this podcast, maybe this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, maybe you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, maybe you are an Academy member, maybe you're a Peace Walker member, maybe you're on one of our other communities out there, engaging as little or as much as you do. But thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of the community in whatever capacity that you are. I hope that you see all the good things in your life. I know there are negative things in all of our lives, but hopefully today you're focusing in on the positive things, what you're thankful and grateful for. The holidays are a great protector time of year to really focus in on other people, on serving other people, on helping other people. As Dr. Robert Humphrey said in his Warrior Creed, whenever you go home, people are glad that you're there. It's a better life. So, ah, we had a great masterclass live stream last night and stemmed the idea for this podcast today. Well, before I get into that, I want to extend an invitation to you to get onto my six-day defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot, you're going to get access to my free home study course, where in a few short videos, about five minutes each, you're going to learn the components to protecting yourself, protecting other people, being a tough target, surviving a physical encounter, learning how to defend yourself, learning how to protect yourself, learning the formative stages of being a peace walker. You're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where almost every day I'm going to email you a tip, trick, tactic wrapped up in a story about how we utilize these skills as a peace walker in our everyday lives. A lot of simple but not necessarily easy things. 
and you can get started absolutely free from the comfort of your own phone, so to speak. Get on my six-day defense program at sixdaydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. So back to this idea of control. So what stemmed this discussion was we had a great live stream last night with myself and Brendan Kelly, who is a licensed therapist. He's a counselor. He owns a, the Wellbeing Counseling uh, Clinic. It's here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they have a unique approach where they combine this idea of mental and emotional health with your physical well-being. So when they do therapy, they, they have a workout space in their mental health care facility. So they have, I don't know how many clinicians, I think they have six or eight clinicians who are certified, licensed counselors. And then they have a, a workout space, like a gym. It's not huge. Um, it's good size, plenty of room for, for you to train in. Um, it's probably, I don't know, their workout space is probably, I don't know, it's got to be a couple thousand square feet, I would think. And they've got, you know, treadmills and kettlebells and mats to work out in. And they run cardio classes and aerobics classes and yoga classes and CrossFit stuff and Pilates stuff and all that. And what they do is when you come in to do mental health therapy with them, they also put you on a workout regimen. If you want, obviously. They recommend it because they see the connection between your mental and physical health, how they integrate together, and they should be done in together. You can stave out. A lot of the new research is coming out is working out is better for you for anxiety and depression, better, more effective than pharmaceutical drugs overall. So stay off the drugs, go work out. So Brendan was our co-host, so he and I hosted it. It was it ran a little bit over an hour. We opened it up to the community. It was free. <clears throat> we had, I don't know, we had like 20 or so people, I think, register for it. And maybe half of that actually showed up on the call. And then we have recordings that are available as well. If you're hearing this now and you want to get got, want to get a hold of that recording, unfortunately, you'll you'd uh, it's probably going to be down. Well, I don't know. Anyways, you can shoot me an email if you want to get get a recording of it, and I'll uh, I will get you a link or something if it's still available. Because it's not going to be up forever. I can't curate, I and mean, we have thousands of videos up there. I can't curate all of it. And host all of it, especially because I don't like the public media sites. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. We're talking about the discussion that we had. And the discussion really was about conflict communication skills. And it was about the holidays. Uh, I brought Brendan aboard because he's a therapist, right? So he deals with people and their emotional and relationship type issues and mental health issues. And I thought he would be a good contributor for our topic. And then I talked about you know the verbal communication side of it, which a lot of people get a little confused. And this is, to say it's common, I would say it's just normal, right? 
People think when they hear conflict communications and when they get into the discussions that for some reason I'm going to give them the phrase that is going to solve all their problems or the phrase that's going to get other people to do what they want them to do. And that's really not the case. A, I am definitely more of a strategy kind of guy, a lifestyle and strategy and ethic. Yes, I teach, you know, use this buzz phrase in this or do this uh, technique or tactic. But really, it's less about techniques and tactics, and it's more about dialing into your ethic, keeping baseline, understanding the ground rules of healthy communications, and knowing that I need to pick my battles, and that I can't control other people. I can really only control myself. And if I... I'm able to communicate clear, fair boundaries for everybody and then have a plan B if you don't do what I was hoping for. It's not about controlling people because you can't. We try. Hey, if I say it this way, then maybe they'll do what I want. If I say it that way, maybe they'll do what I want. If I, you know, have this method or that method. And we can wield a tremendous amount of influence over people. But I think you're going in, in it the wrong way if you're thinking, well, if I say this, I'll get, I'll get what I want. I'll be able to control them. Now, there are certain ways of saying things or certain phrases that can help. But overall, it goes back to your ethic, that all life is precious and you've got to be able to separate somebody's behavior from their value as a human being. And if I can show respect at the human level as I deal with their behavior, I'm more successful at it. And keeping baseline, meaning calm, cool, collected. And then I follow these basic ground rules. And the ground rules, first and foremost, I have to follow. And if I don't follow them, I can't expect other people to follow them, and they're not going to follow them. But I need to model this behavior. And it's quite simple. But the ground rules, my deal breakers, my boundaries are, A, treat each other with dignity and respect which means I have to start that, right? I will treat the other person or people with dignity and respect, and I expect that in return. Number two, no yelling. When things start to increase in volume and intensity, it's easy for them to go down the wrong paths. It's easy for things to escalate into areas that you might not want them to be. No insults. So I try not to insult the person or the behavior because you can call it out without insulting it. Because once you start making slights against the individual's person, um, things are going to go south from there. No threats, bullying, or intimidation, right? I don't make threats. I make promises and try not to veil the threats. You can, you can make if-then consequence statements, If you do this, then here's the consequence. It may be perceived as a threat, but that's not really on me. 
I don't want to try to intimidate people or threaten people in different ways, but I can outline consequences. And then finally, you know, ground rules, no physical violence. So if those ground rules are broken, then obviously I have to deal appropriately with them. But in order for us to have safe, healthy communications, those are the ground rules that I put out and I live by, but I also expect for them to be reciprocated. So treat each other with dignity and respect. No yelling, no insults, no threats, bullying, or intimidation, and no physical violence. Because if those things are breached or it's escalating towards those things, then I need to have an exit strategy. Because it's really not about me controlling you. It's about me setting up clear, fair boundaries and expectations and having a plan B if those expectations are not met. It's really that simple. But what happens is we get into these situations to where we we feel the need to want to control the other person or the other groups of people because maybe they're not thinking the way they do or acting the way that we want them to or whatever it might be. And then we start making demands. We start making um, and having expectations and things start to get ramped up. And then our objective and priorities change. For instance, the objective at the first incident might be, I don't know, maybe... Maybe you're just asking the person to lower their voice. Because they're talking too loud. And they don't do it. It's easy to have things slip from... Like I was saying, it's easy for you to go from requesting for the person to lower their voice, and if they don't do it, to feel as if you're being disrespected or it's a power and control issue... And now the, the objective goes from, you know, asking them to lower their voice to you need to show me respect. Or you need to do what I say because I said so. And then things can easily start ramping up and then it can get out of hand and the escalation happens. And the next thing you know, you're in an argument or a fight or whatever. So you've got to keep in mind that your these these objectives and priorities often change quickly and you don't even really realize it because if we're not feeling as if we are being respected at a human level we will often fight that we will resist that and if we don't directly resist it we will resist it sometimes passive aggressively right i mean we might not say something at the forefront of it but you know, we hold on to that and it festers and it turns into some other ugliness and comes out in different ways passive-aggressively. So you have to understand when it comes to control, you're really only able to control yourself. And if you can stay baseline, be clear on your ethics and your identity as a protector, trying to make everybody safe, to the best of your abilities. Most good, least harm, as we say. And then your ability to communicate 
clear boundaries and options. And then you have your plan B if things don't go down the way you're hoping to. Now, of course, there are phrases you can use that are more effective. There are tactics that you can use that can uh, help you to vie for position. And there are some things that you can say. You say it this way, it's very persuasive. You say it that way, and it's not. Absolutely true. And you can study those things and think about those things and problem with those things are tactics fall apart quickly. Techniques fall down quickly. They break apart because if any one element changes, all of a sudden that technique that worked flawlessly in this situation, you change one word, you change one intention, you change one inflection, you change one element, and all of a sudden that technique no longer works. And if you don't have all the foundational groundwork done, meaning your ethics are, are dialed in, you're in baseline, your tone is right, and all these other things we've been talking about, then all of a sudden that technique doesn't work, comes across the wrong way, they change a little element of something, and it just, your technique falls flat, you don't know where to go. So yes, we do... And some of our courses teach like phrases and different techniques and different tactics. But it's really more important that you get the foundational elements, the ethic, the identity, your attitude, your baseline, your breathing, your ability to communicate clearly just your boundaries and make sure that those boundaries, A, you've thought about them internally yourself, you know what your boundaries are, and B, that they're fair for everybody. You know, Having a boundary that, no, I can do whatever I want to you, but you can only do these things to me. That boundary is not going to fly if it's not fair for everybody. For instance, those ground rules that I shared with you just a minute ago, you know the ones I'm talking about, right? Treat each other with dignity and respect. No yelling, no insults, no threats, bullying, intimidation, and no physical violence. I have to respect those too. I have to live by those. Otherwise, I can't expect somebody else to. Now, does that mean that I haven't or won't do all those things? I'm human. I've done those things. But you've got to be able to get back to those ground rules and you have to lead from the front and then you can it's easier making those expectations on other people so I could continue down this road but I think I'm gonna cut this off I, I believe you get what I'm trying to teach and share don't try looking for that phrase, that catchphrase that is going to save save you or that's going to make the other person do what you want them to do. 
continue to look for different communication tactics and strategies and techniques that will help you do whatever it is you need to do. However, the real essence of it, the real fire behind all of this are those key fundamental elements that we're talking about. I know it's not as sexy, but remember, if you take anything away from this, remember that you can't control other people. You can only control you and make sure you have the right priorities, what your objective is to the situation and lead from the front, communicate clearly and have a plan B if the person doesn't do what you ask. Know that you have your exit strategy involved. So that's all I have for you for today. I'm getting ready. It's Wednesday here before the holiday, so I've got a, a full day of work. I'm trying to get through some things, and I've got to teach yet. But once again, I wanted to thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being part of the community. If you want more, please get on my six-day defense program at sixdaydefense.com. I'll spell it out except for the dot, and you can access some free training that will help to start building that baseline for you, injecting that new operating system of how you can lead from the front and, and mitigate a lot of this conflict before it's an issue and know what to do when it is. So, all right. Happy Thanksgiving, gang. Happy holiday season. We'll talk to you later. Keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.